Hi, I'm Daniel. Welcome to episode one of the Trail Runners Experience. So, hi, how are you going? Good, thanks. Yeah. Um, uh, what's your name? I'm Kate Marsden. Ah, oh, hello Kate. So we're sitting here with Kate Marsden, um, ultra runner, extraordinaire, <laughs> um, mother to three children, Yep. and nurse, and also my wife. That's right. Yeah. So on the first ep- this first episode of the trail running, trail runners experience, I uh, thought I'd interview my first ever athlete who I've coached. That's right. And um, you know, since then I've coached lots of people, but you never forget your first. Quite right. <laughs> Quite right. So all right. So nice to s- thanks for coming, Kate. Thank you. No worries. Yeah. Good to be here. Yeah. So um. I'm going to ask you some questions and you can okay. just fire off some answers All right. and we'll see how we go. Okay. Um, so when did you start running? I started running, you know the answer to this because you're the reason I started running. I started running after we had our first baby. Um, and That's right. There were, I mean, I'd started walking before because... I was, we were both thinking of childbirth as being a marathon and I needed to, I needed to train. So we'd been doing lots of walking while I was pregnant. And then afterwards, um, I wanted to get sort of into, into shape. Like lots of things happen when you're pregnant, everything stretches out and gets a bit weird. And I wanted to, um, do something to get back into shape. And you suggested that I try running and you would walk along, well, run along beside me while I was huffing and puffing and feeling worn out and tell me how wonderful I looked and how natural I looked and you just give me pointers, you know, just just drop your shoulders a bit, Kate, just, you know, relax your elbows. Yeah, you did very well. You were wonderful. Thanks. Were you a... um? Were you a natural athlete? Like, did you do sports or running before you had a baby? Oh, look, I, I think anyone that sees me run, Daniel, will know that I'm definitely a natural athlete, <laughs> the grace of a gazelle. <laughs> um, no, I was never... I, oh, I played a bit of uh, D-grade netball in high school. D-grade? D-grade, that's so, right. So... I did get best on ground once, Yeah. which was great. Um, one of the other teammates was sure that the reason I'd got it is because her and I had swapped positions yeah. during the game and that it was meant to be for her. I don't think that. Um, no, I was never very much into physical activity or exerting myself. No. Um, but I enjoy it now that I'm doing it. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. I mean, I did cross country when I was in school, which I really liked. Like, I even trained for it and stuff. Yeah. Um. And, and I and I did well. Like I came in the top five in my school. <laughs> I think you've got a bit of a genetic predisposition to to running, haven't you? Well, I do. My mm. my grandmother was um was very fast. Was unbeaten. She's one hundred and four this year, and she was so she's competing. Still unbeaten. All those other people are dead now. Probably. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. She she's beaten them in always. But she um yeah she was undefeated every time they had a picnic race. She beat everybody. Yeah. Beat the blokes, all the other women, and she said sometimes she would she'd slow down just just to let one of the blokes win on occasion, but not very often. Oh wow! Yeah, mm. she's a gun. She is a gun. Yeah. So um yeah, so you enjoy running and that's good. And mm-hmm. um, 
Do you, how long have you been into trail running specifically? Is that a more recent thing? Yes. So our second daughter, Greta, is three. And the first um, trail run I did was at O'Halloran Hill in Adelaide. Um, and so that must, oh, it wasn't that long ago because I was pregnant with Greta the first time I ever went to O'Halloran Hill. And yeah. it was because you and I were helping out Ben Hawkins um, with, the, with the race. And we we're picked volunteer, up, yeah. we were volunteer and we picked up this giant light and um, we towed it out there and I was like, eight months pregnant at an aid station, everyone that ran past was like, holy smokes, don't give birth out here. Yeah. Mm. And I did it the next year. Excellent. All right, cool. All right. So good answers. So Thank far, mm-hmm. so far you've answered every question correctly. Excellent. So you're Thank allowed you. to proceed. All right. Okay, so well yep. done. If you Thank fail, you. I'll let you know. Okay. The door's over there. Right. <laughs> Um, so can you, I'd like you, um, so you've done an ultra marathon. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, what was that? I did Eurobella okay. in 2016. Yeah. And so tell me about that experience. It was great. I, um, I did the Hubert 35K through the Flinders Ranges, um, a few months before it actually turned out to be. 41 kilometers it wasn't 35 yeah which and that was the first long run i'd done first run that was over a half marathon distance and i was shitting my pants <laughs> as you know i thought it was 35 k's and i was like oh yeah 35 k's it's i can i can do that that's not that much further and then not even a week before the the, the statistics came out and it was actually 41 kilometres. And I was like, oh, I absolutely can't do it. That's way too far. Oh, like the, on the official course yes. distance with yeah. the GPS and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, well, I just simply won't be able to do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I did and it was amazing. Yeah. The, all of the Hubert races through the Flinders are, through Wilpina Pound are just amazing. Yeah. You and I have both done them and... I mean, they're so good. Yeah, it's a beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful part of the world. Yeah, it certainly you, is. You um, it was amazing, and since I did that, came back and I went for a few runs through the Adelaide Hills with people who were training for Eurobilla, and they said, "Oh, why don't you? Why don't you do it as well?" And I thought, 56 k's. Are you mental? I can't do that." And then I just, I people just kept telling me that I probably could, and so I believed them, and it, then. I got talked into entering by Barry, um, Barry McBride, by Barry McBride, local at, legend, at the picnic for I don't know one of the picnics for people doing Eurobilla. Um and he was like, oh, you know, you'll get early bird rates. You should really sign up. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll do it. That's and then right. I'd signed up, so I had to do it. Yeah, I mean, and I loved it. You did, and that was um. Yeah, Barry McBride was race director that year. He was race director. Yeah, and if I recall, it was the year that we had a huge amount of rain in the weeks leading up to Eurobella. Yeah. And that whole big section or a few sections of the course were completely washed out. Yeah. And the start and the finish, pretty much, were completely washed out. Like the start line, remember, on the steps at the start? The sign had fallen down. Yeah, a big tree had landed on top of the sign and crushed it. That's right. But um, yeah, and so um, there was also I remember the um, 
uh, there was a few sections through the middle of the race that mm-hmm. were completely washed out, so I had to do some redirections. And yeah. we, um, and I, I remember I helped Barry and mm-hmm. a few other people. We sort of came up with, a, we redirected the course, course, a modified yeah. version of the course, and I had still finished up with 56 kilometres and a bit over 2,000 metres elevation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, but the problem was it made the last, the middle section of the race was easier yeah. than normally. Yeah. Um, but the last part was Incredibly hard. Incredibly hard. Boo book track, man. Yeah, I know. I don't think there'd be a person that ran Yerbilla that that year that wouldn't shake their fist at you for boo book track. That was was a real... Good 40% gradient. Oh, God. It was hands and knees type (laughs) business. And, and And who was it? Was it Lucy Bartholomew that was running up and down, running back and forth, up and down, like spurring people on and... Yeah, or what's that, um, Miguel? Yeah. Yeah, Backhausen? Yeah. 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 No. Both yeah, it was cool. made it look incredibly easy. No, it was, it was glorious. Uh, I loved it. Um, though. I loved inspiring it. to be running with two, run of, two runners of that calibre too. Yeah. And, I mean, there were organised um, pre-race runs with them as well where we just sort of, I went and, you know, they answered any questions that you might have about technique yeah. and running and... It was great. Yeah. So no, good. You um no, it was it was probably one of the best moments of my running life is watching you finish that Aww. race. And I because I finished not too far before you. Yeah. And so I remember from my experience, because I was started a bit later than you with the mm. faster group, but I when I caught up to you, I mean I expected to catch up to you so much sooner. Me too. And I didn't catch you until I was about five Ks from the finish line. Yeah. And um Oh, it was it was really good, and you looked fresh, and you looked like you were enjoying yourself. Having a great time. I half expected you to um, like to ask for a divorce or to demand a divorce <laughs> as I ran past you because no, you were... I think didn't we high five as you ran past, or you yeah. smacked me on the bottom or something? I would never do such a thing. You would uh, not to you or anybody, any woman. I respect women. <laughs> <laughs> you do, but I, you do. Do. I don't think you respect my bottom. No, fair point. Oh uh, yeah, I said it's good. So. Yeah, tell me about the feeling that you got as you crossed the finish line on that first ultra. It was amazing. I felt amazing. And I, and I feel amazing with every run that I do. Yeah. But crossing the finish line, it was such a big race for me. It was something that, I'd, that you'd done in years before and I'd heard lots about and I'd seen little bits of the trail and... I'd gone on training runs in different sections of the, of the trail. And so it was a really big race in my mind. And when I finished, I finished sooner than I thought, felt so much better than I thought. Mm. And it was amazing. You were there. Our friend Eloise was there, who I'd done yeah. lots of my long training runs with. And your mum and dad were there. My mum and dad were there, and it was it was. And my parents. And your parents, yeah. and and our and our girls, and I remember, um, running through a checkpoint, and I was probably half an hour early or forty minutes early getting to the checkpoint, and both of our sets of parents were there, and um, I was like, oh, when did have you seen Daniel? And they said, no, no. And they were like, you're, you're very early. We weren't expecting you for ages. It's a good thing we got here when we did. I was like, yes, I am <laughs> killing it at this race. 
and I did just feel so good the whole way through and so positive. I felt really happy. Yeah. And I think that's something that's testament to that run in particular is that everybody that does it, it feels like is just loving it as much as the next person. It's a really positive atmosphere. Every time you go through an aid station, it's like a, it's like a little party. It's like, yeah, everyone's happy to see you. It's great food. The volunteers are amazing. And, and having an aid station sort of every five-ish Ks, it's amazing. It's like a little event in itself. The aid, the aid, aid station. station. Yeah, yeah, people. It is. It's very fun. Yeah, people it's, really knock themselves out at the aid station. It is truly, I mean, there's so many iconic events around Adelaide now, but that is mm. like, that's the one that started it all. Yeah. You know, the trail running here. Yeah. And um, I still, yeah, I've done it three times and I'm, I just love it. it. It's made me. It was my first ultra as well, as it you know, was. several years ago. Yep. And um, as I know, yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah. So that brings me to the next question. Yes. Um, are you thinking of doing it again this year, or what's next on your race list? What's next for Kate Marsden? Yes, I am thinking of doing it this year. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, you know, every time you do a race, you want to get a PB. You want it to be better than the last time you did it. Of course which is going to be tricky for me this year because uh, we have a nine-month-old baby, so I haven't been running for probably close to a year. I've been doing a little bit of running, and um, uh, a week ago I went out for a big run and uh, rolled my ankle on a technical little part on Black Hill. You bloody idiot. I know. I know. I am a bloody idiot, and it is very, very sore, and... um, so I'm going to have to do doctor's orders. I have to do about six weeks of flat running, no trails, which is oh. going to be tricky. Um, That's a good thing. It, look, from a coach's perspective, yes, um, it's actually really good to get that flat running in, yep. get a bit of a, uh, some good leg turnover happening, and um, really work on your zone two aerobic capacity. Okay, and um, so you can you know, build up your endurance. Yeah, and then I mean because. Yes, there's 2,000 metres of elevation in this race, Yeah, but um, there's a lot of flat as well. Yeah, and also it's, 56 yeah. k's of running. And you want to get into more race-specific hill climbing stuff close, a bit closer to the race. Yeah. So, you know, I'm confident that, um, that you, you could definitely get a PB. You know, yes, you, you've got to watch your ankle. It doesn't, you don't make it worse, but... Yeah, I think you've you've got a great potential. So, what time would that would you be aiming to get? Uh, faster than seven hours and forty minutes. There you go. Yes, seven hours and forty minutes. It's now been documented on record <laughs> that, that Kate Marsden wants to run faster than seven hours and forty minutes in the two thousand eighteen Urubella Ultra Marathon. Quite right. Yes, yes, I do. Now, <laughs> I just wanted to go back. You mentioned Zone Two. Yes. Um. I've heard you talk about zone two running um, with your clients, but I don't have a heart rate monitor. Um, how would I, aside from like running along, checking my pulse, which is impossible, how would I get to a point where yeah. I can sort of think, oh, this is zone two running? How do I, how would I feel? Or All right. there's a few. That, I know? That's a great, really good question. Um, so basically, zone two is your zone two heart rate, of course. And so, yes, it's hard if you don't have a heart rate monitor. Mm-hmm. And quite often, people that do have heart rate monitors, it's quite in- inaccurate. Yep. So 
there's a few ways you can sort of get a, a rough um, guide, yeah. which is really what you need to do. And it's a really good way of learning to be an intuitive runner mm-hmm. and learning to listen to your body. And so the first way I would talk about is basically, can you carry on a conversation while you're moving? And I don't mean when you're hiking up a hill or having, you know, or, or gently jogging down a hill. I'm talking mm-hmm. when you're just running at your normal, easy, fairly easy pace. Can mm-hmm. you have a conversation? Okay. And if you're ever, I mean, so if you can have a conversation, it means you're able to breathe well. Yeah. And um, so they call that the talk test. You okay. know, it's something you'd hear a lot. Um, so I wouldn't be panting while no, I was breathing. Yeah, exactly. If you if you could only speak in spits and spurts, you know, like you're running, too you're running fast. too fast. Okay. You're beyond your zone too, and you don't want to spend too much time in that zone. Okay. You know. Um, so the other way you could do it is, um, which I tell a lot of my athletes, is Breathe through your nose exclusively. And that sounds crazy because people go, oh, breathing, you know. And I, for many years, I didn't understand it. I was a, a proper mouth breather. And, um, so, <laughs> That's you know, attractive. Yeah, I know. And most runners are yeah. because it's the quickest way. But what happens when we breathe through our mouth, we generally don't fill the lungs all the way up, okay. you know. And so we're breathing into the, the sh- we're breathing quite shallow. And so we and, but when you, Breathing through the nose, your, it's, your airway is a little bit more restricted, mm-hmm. and so it forces you to take longer, deeper breaths that really fill your lungs up. And um, if you can do that and run, and can, and so keep your mouth closed and run, just breathing through your, your I'm nose. I'm doing it now. Yeah. Um, everyone is. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I guarantee it. So breathing through your nose, if, okay, so you might suddenly get this enormous urge to start to open your mouth and start breathing. Yep. That means you're going too fast. And to slow down. To slow down. Okay. So an easy way for beginners even, start walking. Just walk along. Breathe through your nose exclusively. Okay? Breathing, breathing. Run, start running. Breathing in and out through your nose. As soon as you get that urge to open your mouth, slow down. Okay. Okay? So you, it, it takes a bit of um, practice. And, okay, so... But it's so effective. Okay. You know? So if I did have a heart rate monitor yep. um, and I wanted to sort of be more accurate, or how would I figure out what my zone two is? Yeah. So basically, you know, all the evidence says um, it's between 65, oh no, is it? No, 60 and 70% of your maximum heart rate. Okay. How so, do I find out my maximum heart rate? <laughs> What a great question. No, I was about to say. So, um, no, that's that can be tricky. Mm-hmm. Okay. You could do a, um, I mean, there's the whole, you might have heard the whole like 220 minus your age, mm-hmm. that's your maximum heart rate. Okay. Now, that's a very old sort of formula yep. that has a lot of room for error. Okay. So, absolutely. Yeah. Some people have much higher heart rates, you know. Um, depends on how fit you are too. Like I can imagine lots of people my age who are a lot fitter than me. Yeah. Yeah. Heart rate would be completely different to mine. So there's a a variety of fitness tests you can do. Mm -hmm. So you could do it at the end of a, take your heart rate at the very end of a, um, let's say the beep test. Okay. So you've done the beep test and you've, you've maxed it out. And so you, um, Whatever your heart rate is at the end of that test, okay. it's a pretty good idea. There's also like the six, if, 
it's not easy sometimes to find that max heart rate. No. Okay, so um, even if you just wanted to start off with 220 minus your age, mm-hmm. just keeping in mind um, that there's a lot of room for error. Yeah. And, but, um, and then you just figure out between 60 to 75% of your maximum heart rate. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's... Um, that's that's kind of that, and, and I guess something I might anticipate your next question because people always ask me what what is the point of running so slowly all the time? Because initially, when you start running in zone two, it's, it can be frustratingly slow. Yeah, you know, you might be someone who can normally run five minute k's. You're suddenly shuffling along at six and a half to seven minute k's. Yeah, on the flat. Yeah, and that it really annoys people. Because it I, feels so frustrating when you know you can run faster and part of you is like, okay, I want to knock out 10Ks today and I can normally run it in under an hour, but yeah. now I'm shuffling along and it's going to take me an hour and a half or... Yeah. So the, the thing is, okay, so the biggest thing behind it is um, it's about volume as opposed to intensity in okay. this case. And so and the main thing about running in zone two, it's the best way to get your body used to metabolizing fats yeah. um, and sp- spreading your energy supply out over a longer period of time. Okay. And also um, it, it actually helps, it promotes um, the mitochondria in the cells of your muscles. I won't okay. go too much into detail in this episode about that but yep. that's coming up in a later episode so i guess but, it makes sense that if you're running for an hour and a half you're going to see more benefit than running for 50 minutes yeah 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 no matter what speed you're going at if you're going the slow it, the time on you hear people talk about time on the feet mm-hmm. yes it's a thing it, especially when you're running marathons and ultra marathons yeah you know you want to be doing lots of slow easy running and the the higher up the the speed is the yeah. faster the speed you um you want to do less and less of that okay yeah. well that's good i will be able to go out for lots of runs on the flat exactly nice and slow with my sore ankle yeah it's going to just help you build that huge aerobic capacity the okay. best runners in the world that's how they train they do a lot of fast stuff as well yep. and what you'll generally find if you do nothing but slow stuff for a couple of months mm-hmm. which is really what you should do in the base training period yes you will notice your that six and a half to seven minute shuffle that you're doing in zone two in a month or two will suddenly be you'll probably take a whole minute off with the same heart rate Wow. And that's true endurance. Wow. That's how you get to true endurance. And it's so, amazing. And so then it, what it does, it gives you the capacity to run faster as well because you've got more room to move yep. in terms of your heart. Yeah. Because your heart can beat faster when you need it to. Yeah. But if you're cruising along at 65% yeah. and then you need to take, turn it up a notch, you've got room to go. Yeah. You know, anyway. So that's, that's our zone two. That's really two. interesting. Yeah. I look, I... I I think a good training plan, well, they say over this course of a year, 80%, and this is, comes from various sources, which I will reference at some point, mm-hmm. um, you should do probably 80% of your running that you do over the course of a year should be in the zone two range. Huh. And that's probably one of the most important lessons that I learned when I became a coach. Yeah. Because we all, a lot of people do their too many fast training runs. Yeah. 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 And I'm, and I, I would definitely be, not that I'm fast by any stretch of the imagination, but yeah. I would probably run harder than I should. 
Yeah. And you yeah, get in just, my training rooms. Distance running and particularly ultra running, mm-hmm. it's a game of patience. You have to be so patient. Yeah. And it can be frustrating sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I, it helps to like listen to some chilled out music or audio books or perhaps a podcast. No, do you know any good podcasts? No. Oh, uh, yes, apparently I do. Excellent. Yeah. You've brought me an artifact, a running artifact. I'm going to get everybody who comes on my show to bring a running artifact. So something okay. that is special to you to do with running. Okay. So what have you got for us? I have brought in my purple and orange Adidas running skort, skirt. Is it skirt, a skort? Well, it's got shorts underneath uh, and a little skirt over the I top. believe that counts that there be a That's a, a skort? Yes. Excellent, yes. Well, that's what I've got. Um, Not quite a skirt. But not quite short. Yeah. It's like a hybrid. It is, yeah, a skirt short hybrid. Yeah. Um, And I love it. It is um, the first running sort of pair of pants slash skirt that I have worn that I really, really love. Um, I don't like running in shorts because everyone can see your bum and I know my bum is out of sight, <laughs> but I like to keep it out of sight when I'm running. So I like to wear a little skirt. It's also Fair special enough. to me because I wore it when I ran um, Hubert. Yeah. And it made my legs look great. Of course. Yeah. So many. I mean, in all races, there are race photographers and people taking pictures of you when you're running. And it's so... Some people just photograph beautifully, but I look like I've just crawled out from under a bush. (laughs) So I do not. I look like I'm struggling to stay alive. And thanks to this lovely skirt, my legs at least looked a million dollars. Look, I'll just uh, counter you a little bit there. Your legs look good. Thank you. um, That's not just your husband talking. That's objectively you have nice legs. Thank you. So that um, Scort is yeah. your running artifact. It is my and, running artifact. And it's a very nice one. And I'll take a photo of it and and we can put it up on the uh, Facebook page Thank for, you. for Distance Runners Unlimited. That's right. And you can and, see a picture of me in the race. Yeah. The official race photo, my legs so looking a million dollars. Running through, will paint a pound. I think I know the photo. I've seen yeah. it before. Yeah. Yeah. One of, um, that's Little known stunning. fact, but yeah. that's where the term legs 11 came from. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because my legs, not only do they look like the 11, but they're better than a 10. They are. And you know what? Like, yeah, it's good. You legs learn, 11. learn something new every day. Exactly. Um, you had it here first. <laughs> uh, okay. So do you, as a runner, can you tell me, like, what do you think is your greatest strength? As a runner. As a trail runner in particular. So you said that you don't think you're particularly fast. No. I think look, I think I think what I've got going for me is that I can I have a lot of endurance. I can just I can just keep going and going and going. Mm. Um how about uphills and downhills? Obviously, I'm good on the downhills, better on downhills than uphills because uphills really hard. Downhills not as hard. You've got the whole gravity thing and momentum assisting you in going down the hill. You're not fighting anything. 
I have to say, you are very fast on the downhills. Oh, I, I, generally, I'm a quicker runner than you, but on the downhill, on the technical downhills, I really struggle to keep up with you. I know. So, yeah. I'm sure-footed like a mountain goat. You certainly are sure-footed like a mountain goat. but um, Up until about a week ago when yeah. I rolled my ankle. Exactly. Now, not so sure-footed. Cloven foof, hoof aside, <laughs> yes. um, would you, what, do you have any tips as a runner that you could give people about how to run effectively downhill, um, on, particularly on trails. Okay, I've put I've actually put a lot of thought into this because there are a couple of sections on Black Hill, especially that I run down that are, that are long, quite long descent, and I've had time while I'm running it to think about how I'm running, how I'm moving my body, what my feet are doing, um, and I always like to think of your feet hitting the ground and I like to think of my feet um, working softly on the trails. I don't like to think of my feet as like crushing down onto the ground. I like to think of them as just briefly touching the ground and lift and springing back up. Yeah. So I like to imagine that my feet are light and they're on a wheel. So they're constantly turning over at a, con at a, at a constant pace. So I'm not sort of, slowing and 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 quickening my pace i'm sort yeah. of i like to stay constant and Quite getting in the flow getting in the flow yeah yeah that's cool i'm i i always look i mean you don't want to look too close down at the at the trail in front of your feet because you need to be able to see what's coming up ahead um so that you can so that your brain without you even thinking about it i guess can can just control your feet and move them yeah. um, in the best in the best possible way. But yeah, I do like to think almost as like. Um, do you lean into the hill? I mean, you personally, do you lean into it or do you lean backwards? Do you take big steps, small steps? I take. I like to take little small steps. I yeah. find when I take big steps, like bounding down the hill, that I can. I sort of. I get a bit injured. Like I've I've injured my hip doing that before. But also, it's so easy to lose control when you're doing that, um, for me. And so I like to take small steps, um, and yeah, and just tra and travel lightly going down the hill. And I find when I'm taking the smaller steps that I am taking them quicker, and that I'm moving a lot faster going down the hill anyway. Yeah, and you've got more control. Yeah. You do, you do. And I, I mean, I often imagine when I'm running and it's quite steep, that I'm about to sit down. Like I feel like if I'm leaning, not leaning back, but almost running with my feet sort of underneath my bottom. I know that sounds really weird, but yeah. I almost, my mind is imagining that I'm I get it. Yeah, trying, like a, yeah, almost about to sit down. Yeah. Yeah, sit back into a chair. That's really cool. Well, that works. And I, yeah, look, the proof is in the pudding because like I say, even when you're not running well, yeah. I have trouble keeping up with you. Thank you. Yeah, Thank on the you. on the downhills especially. Yeah. So yeah, that's great. Mm. Um, you, okay. So as we mentioned before, we have we're married. Yes. And we have several children. Three. Approximately. Three children. Approximately exactly. Three. Exactly. Three. Yeah. I, I, I haven't counted it's for exactly a while. Three. It's still three. Yeah. Okay. Good. What about the dog? No, he doesn't count oh. because you can leave him at home and go for a run. Yeah, fair point. Yeah. Um, or take him. Not that he likes that. He's no. a fat guts. He... I admit it. I admit it. He's a fat guts. I blame you. I blame the kids for overfeeding him. 
Um, anyway, um, so like as so as a mother with a little baby. Yes. And even when we before we had the baby, what were like the challenges that you found to training? I know most people would say time. Yes, time is definitely one of them, but also time away from the children. So, you, I mean, unlike a dog, you can't just leave three small children at home with some water and some dry biscuits um, and go for a run. It's against the law. And, uh, you know, they could set the house on fire. And, like, I've got <laughs> yeah. things here that I don't want burnt. Plus um, the children. We don't want Mostly to them. Yeah. I don't want them yeah. to be burnt. I love them very much. Um, but it's, yeah, I mean, it's difficult finding time to get out to go for a run, especially when both of us like to go for a run. I think if it was just one person, it, it might be a bit easier. But because you and I are both vying for time out on the trails, it's it's tricky. Yeah. There's only so many hours in a day. So what do we do that works? We take it in turns, baby. Yeah. One of us goes for a run and then we switch over. I mean, not every time, but that's there's generally a time during the day when one of us goes for a run um, and the other one is at, is at home doing regular home things. Being a parent. Being a parent, yes. Yeah. Um, and it's so important, though. Like, and I am so grateful um, that when you stay home with the kids, um, at the moment I'm training a lot more than you. Yeah. That's on, because... I'm training for a big, a big race. I've yes. had a couple of big races. I'm training for the the Adelaide Six Hour, which is part of the Adelaide Twenty Four Hour Festival, which is held by Ultra Runners SA, formerly Yimigo. Yep. Um, and I'm really trying to get some big kilometres in, yeah. so that I can run a good time. I run a good distance for the six hour. Yeah. And I um, so I feel like I've got to pay it back to you, so you can. But I'm really, I think that for me, what works, and when we're earlier when you were training more making training a priority yes each other's training yeah because i'm a happier man when i'm running mm-hmm. you're a happier woman when you're running yeah we're, our whole family life is happier yeah when we're both getting regular exercise that's right yeah so and i think um i mean we're we're a family and we don't go out partying and stuff like we would have say, 10 years ago. The days are far they, behind us. God, they are. They're so tight. Like, it's easier to recover from six hours of running than it is from six hours of drinking. <laughs> True. Like, six hours of running, that's fine. I just have a good night's sleep and I'm good. Six hours of drinking? Days. Yeah. Days to recover from that. Some people might argue that, oh. you know, you could argue which which is more healthy. Well, exactly. I suppose the running is... Is clearly more healthy. Yeah. It takes less time to get over, and you feel good after you've done it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you feel say good we're crazy. when you and you feel good when you're doing it. Like I can't remember a night drinking where I felt so good and euphoric, just hanging out by myself. You know, there's something amazing about running through the hills, and especially running through the Adelaide Hills near where we are, sort of around Black Hill and Morialta. There's there's something, every time I go for a run, there's something that I go, oh, man, I should take a picture of that. Like, the landscape is amazing. The view is amazing. The type of wildlife that are out there. I mean, there's there's echidnas and kangaroos. Yeah. There's so many kangaroos. I feel like I spend a lot of time going and clapping my hands every sort of 
every couple of kilometers because there's kangaroos everywhere. Yeah. And koalas, and I know I sound like an an ad, but it is just beautiful. And I know that one time you came across the abominable goat man or something. Uh-huh. That was you, yeah, you saw a huge cow-sized. Um, yeah, I saw a massive goat. Goat-looking right. thing that looked like it. It was, was a, wearing a mink coat. It was a goat that was the size of a cow. Yeah. It was huge and it um was very angry. So I don't know, maybe somewhere, <laughs> it, it, the way it looked at me, I was very, I had to climb up into the, I had to climb up off the trail into the bushes. Yeah. To sort of, in case it charged, because it was staring me down. Yeah. And so I got into, a, I got myself into a safer location <laughs> and kept my eye on it as I ran off. Um. Yeah, that's probably the most threatening thing that's happened on the trails. That, yeah. That uh, I don't see many snakes, and especially not in winter. But yeah. um, yeah. I've never seen a, seen a snake yeah, up there. Uh, they want to get out of your way. Go, angry goat there. He wanted. He didn't want to get he out got of my mad. way. He <laughs> So can you say that again? <laughs> he got mad. Oh my god, that's true. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Anyway, so. So that brings us to the end of episode one of the Trail Runners Experience. Thank you for joining me. Uh, my name is Daniel Ferugia, head coach of Distance Runners Unlimited. And I want to say a huge thanks to uh, the most beautiful woman in the world, Kate Marsden. Thank you. Thanks for joining me. Oh, it was a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I really enjoyed uh, hearing your perspectives. Thanks a lot. All right. Well, I'll see you next time, perhaps. Oh, for sure. Good luck with the training. Thank you. And don't fall over. <laughs>